the been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. This episode of CostCast is brought to you by Hero Hair, the real wig experience. Very smooth and it just made that part literally one of the most painless process I've ever seen for that in a convention. It was really slick, very up to date. I wish more cons adopted this. I know. Other cons, take note. Yeah. This was awesome. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Costcast. I am William, also known as White Fang Cosplay, and with me I have... I'm Kyle, also known as Koopa Kyle Cosplays. And we are here reviewing and recapping Utaku-thon. This was my first year at the convention, also my first year going to an international convention, and for you this was the second time? Second time, and yeah, um, Otaku-thon, it was always a special place in my heart. Not to be confused with Otakon. <laughs> Which I do frequently. Yeah, it's a commonly made mistake, so I don't blame you for that. <laughs> but yeah, we had a good time. And uh, you're, I mean, if you're only listening, um, you can't tell, but Kyle right now is wearing a pretty swag Otakuthon shirt from this year. From this year, right? Yes, so uh, as you know, all anime cons have some kind of theme. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've been, we've been to so many cons where we see the theme just kind of rotate between all the conventions. I think, mm -hmm. I think it's our committee of all the conventions. Like, hey, let's just trade themes every, yeah. <laughs> every year. And this, and this year's theme was cooking, and I loved it because they're... Um, this is the weirdest slash best merch they've ever had, but they actually sold, like, aprons that say otaku <laughs> I saw those! I wasn't yeah. sure if those were official or not. That's so cool. To go along with the cooking theme. I'm like, I... That's great. Yeah, I, I was tempted to buy one, but, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it was great. It was just one of those things where you just didn't know when you would use an apron? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not for its intended purpose, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh... What was, I mean, you, uh, I think it's good to have you on because since you were here last year, you were telling me that there was actually quite a bit of difference of the organization this year compared to last year. You want to go some over some of the best changes? Yeah, so being, this is my first year going as an attendee. The first year I went, I went as a staffer. And, you know, I also staff Anime Boston and stuff like that. And I would say it's similarly run, like, like a well-oiled machine. In terms of, like, the logistics... At least from an attendee standpoint this year, it was smooth. I, I didn't have any issues. I had no qualms. I didn't have any, like, oh, my God, how is this staying together? That, yeah. That isn't, like, duct tape <laughs> and, like, like elbow grease. Uh, but, no, well-oiled machine. I, <clears throat> it was great. Um, I just I have no complaints about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You have to give them some extra props, too, because it's, like, bilingual con. So, like, the staff have to be a little bit better, better educated for a much wider demographic of people. Yeah, so. I mean, like, it being in uh, Montreal, Canada, the primary language there is French. French-Canadian, I guess. Um, and when I went, it was... Yeah, the language barrier was scary at first. Yeah. But, you know, later they realized that, like, many of them are bilingual. So, like, as long as you said, parlez-vous anglais, they will say oui, and they will speak, you know, start speaking English to you. 
which is great. And after I got over that hurdle, it, it became a much more enjoyable con. Uh, I, I, I would say the only downside of this convention is that, like, if you don't know French, there are unfortunately panels out there French yeah. only, so you'll be left out in the dark a bit. But for the main stuff, like the main events, the cosplay contests, ooh, that they was... They do a, both. Yeah, they, yeah. They, do, they do... The announcer is um, proficient in both languages, so luckily he says things both. Yeah. Of course, he only, half the audience laughs when he only says French jokes first. Or, like, <laughs> it is so funny hearing like laugh, and then he's like, oh, so there's a funny bit in the thing that they said. I can't wait for it to come to me so I can understand what the funny bit yeah, was. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a preamble to the joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had a pretty neat check-in system with the badges that I'm not sure if I've seen anywhere else, to be honest. Yeah, so in the cons we go to, this is the first time this badge is... Okay, so I guess it's a double-edged sword. Your badge for this convention, which they didn't have when I staffed it, it's mm. new. When I staffed that's this weird sticker system where like each person had to look at the your badge to see what kind of colored sticker you have. <laughs> uh, this year they went like full like it's 2019 guys. Let's up the ante here. So what they did was your badge is now much much more important and essentially tied to you more so than normal. In which case, uh, specifically you need you need to scan your badge to get in and out of the premise, which is great because like it's just the one scan that that's it. You're you're free to open to go to any and all things inside of the convention site. So like Artist Alley, there's no one outside the entrance just looking at your badge. Exactly. It's the one scan at the main or two sub-entrances. There's three entrances. I don't know if you noticed that. Which is really great for cosplayers who like to hide their badges for pictures. Yep. Me being one of them. So. Yes. Yeah, they didn't They didn't sell... They, didn't, they weren't harassing you to like, oh, hey. It's, yeah, as long as you brought out your thing, you know, they're cool with it. You know, I think they... I think they got the memo, you yeah. know, uh, which is cool because, yeah, we're not trying to gang the system by not having our thing out. It's just that... It just looks a lot better not having a big fat badge in front of our cosplay when we work so hard on it. We're know? all cosplayers. We're all been narcissistic, and the badge kind of ruins the photo. Yeah, look, yeah. if we're gonna be specific about like the most minute details, just throwing on a badge in front of it is like having a really nice painting and then slapping a like a really crappy paper like price tag on it. You know, it's like why would you do that? Yep, yep. Um, um, but no, what's what, another addition to the badge is mm -hmm. that because I don't know about you, but I went to like loads of concerts this year. This is the reason why I went to Otakathon. Yeah, no, I didn't go to the concert, but you did. I wanted to go to the TM Revolution concert, which I also bought a shirt there, and that concert was amazing. Any TM Revolution fans here. Um, but what's cool is that your concert tickets are also on your badge. So they also have a device that scans you into the concert as well. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, so that was it's super a separate ticket. It is a separate ticket and buying thing, uh, but... Well worth the price. I mm. think at the end of the day, like my badge for the weekend and like all three of my concerts ended up being like less than a hundred dollars Canadian That's awesome. money. Yeah, so yeah. and then um, it seems like now it's hard because I did see a lot of lines for the check-in after pre-registration, and I really don't know how quickly those lines were going or were those lines a problem because yeah, there were lines. But when I got in there, it looked like there was lines for the pre-registration. And then I quickly realized there was like 20 people on staff for there. So like you got through that line quickly. And I never stood around the line after pre-registration to see if that was the case for the normal days. Yeah. I would like to assume so because they were really quick about it. It was an, it was really well-oiled machine. And they also gave you a lot of free swag afterwards too, which is a great yeah. thing. I, I don't know if it's every year but this year particularly they gave us like cool awesome like uh, girls frontline bag it's a mobile game but the sweet bag with a lot of cool yeah. stuff in it yeah uh, but so no that's a, that's a good point we we obviously got our badges like Thursday after we checked our yep. hotel so I definitely you, always recommend it. if you do go I recommend doing that route as opposed to obviously if you can so yeah, yeah. Um, dealers room slash artist alley 
is massive. Yeah, it's, it's so a, dense. It's too. all one thing. It's just one giant, essentially warehouse room. It's huge. Like, yeah, it was overwhelming. I think I think both of us spend most of our time at Otakathon at this dealer's hall, Artist Alley. I tried to get myself out of there for the most part only because uh, since it was an international con, I really wanted to get more in touch with the community since I didn't know anyone here. I knew outside of the people that came with me, I knew two other people that were going to this con. So scary, but also cool because it's like, okay, time to meet some new people, you know? Yeah, um, that's definitely something I, uh, Andy and I wanted to do was just make more Canadian friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're just so cool. Yeah, and yeah. there's some really... It's awesome because you see a lot of different type of stuff, and sometimes you know they just uh, they just come up things in a different way. Like one of my favorite cosplays I saw was the the Zelda sword and shield. shield like yeah. literally, just someone cosplaying a sword and someone cosplaying a shield, and it was just awesome. You know, yeah. they look like they're having the time of their lives. Oh my too. god, they, so they, they were so ecstatic in their photos taken. They were so into it. Uh, my favorite cosplay was the uh, Google Incognito mode guy. And um, I loved him because I didn't even see him. That's yeah, awesome. But, yeah, supposed to. He's incognito. <laughs> and um, but I luckily was I managed to get a snap photo of him. And he, after the photo, he whispered in my ear. He was like, "I know what you've been browsing." I'm like, "Oh no, that's that, so that's funny. my favorite." I just I don't know. I love meme cosplays. That's just, oh for sure. Yeah, and there's a lot of for it, sure. A lot of it at Otakama. But like, not to speak any um, slander at the amazing cosplays because I don't know if you guys know it. But we found out that Otakuthon is where the World Cosplay Summit yeah. of Canada is held. So we got to see who qualified for the uh, World Cosplay Summit, I guess for in this case 2020, yeah. uh, that will take place in Goya, Japan, which recently just happened. Mm -hmm. We all, You all saw that video, how amazing it was. Well, yeah. We it's saw the old contestants who were there this year, and then we got to see the next year's contestants. Which is super cool. It was, it. was There was never a moment ever where I had felt A, more proud to be a part of the cosplay community and B, just felt like cosplay was like more legit than it's ever been. I was, it, I was definitely humbled by the just quality <laughs> and amazing cosplayers both there and competing at the WCS. So yeah, it was... It was crazy because they showed the video, which if you haven't seen it right now, just look it up. The World Cosplay Summit video by Rescue the Prin Princess for this year, 2019. Absolutely fantastic. One of, if not the best cosplay music video I've ever seen. It's just so cool to see 40 different countries coming together in one video to just show off the best of the best. You know, like it's the Olympics of cosplay is what it is. And um, I feel like it's gotten a lot more notoriety this year than in the past. Yeah, I mean, the guy talked about how it evolved from like just being specifically just Japanese anime to now being just pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. So. But anyway, so each country has their own host convention where they hold a big event to decide the the qualifying person that they're going to send off to Japan and Otakathon is where Canada does there. Yeah. And they put on a really good show. The stage is so cool. Um, they've got this really awesome like metal ring structure behind with like crazy lights. It kind of reminded me of like a wrestling ring kind of setup, you know? <laughs> Definitely a little over the top and I loved it. Uh, it so great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the, um, the I guess arena or yeah. stage, um, what I loved about it is because that's also where the concerts are held. I figured. And uh, what's amazing is that I don't know why, at least for the cons we go to, but when I go to concerts there, it's like it's the same static 
seating arrangement, mm-hmm. meaning like this is the seat you're sitting at and you cannot move from the seat for safety reasons. And I'm like, I, I get that, but like at Otakadon, the contests there are banging because they actually have a mosh pit area, hey. which allows me to, and I ask permission, like, can I go up from my seat and, you know, actually rock, dance to the rock concert in a rock concert fashion? Like everywhere else, other rock concerts, and they're like, "Yeah, totally." I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> awesome!" Yeah, it's a whole new world for me, and I loved it. So, yeah. <laughs> and how was the concert? By the oh, way? I just Team Revolution is just one of my favorite. Like growing up, you, like if you watch anime since the '90s, you know who Team Revolution <laughs> is. <laughs> you, you know. Yeah, so that was that was just my jam. Yeah. <sighs> one of these days, one of these days, I will see um, the. the Crap! I'm okay. The Casey, no, Casey, and is it James Williams? Yeah. Or Ruby? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you haven't seen them live yet. Oh man. No, that, and I was at RTX last year. That's a whole other can of worms. I will, but hey, at a talkathon, if they do go, they will be I well feel, received. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like that's a con that they could go to. I yeah. feel like because also the Ruby presence was pretty high there. Oh yeah. You know, um, more than some recent anime comments that I've been to in America. So that was kind of cool to see oh, well, personally. Ruby isn't an anime though. <laughs> you did a whole panel. Uh, on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little throwback there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, some other cool things. Uh, they had just a lot of like really nice touches. Like they had the cosplay cafe thing at the top floor. I don't know if you were there. Yes, um, uh, Talkathon has a lot of things that other conventions don't have. They had the, uh, I guess, um, anime boss start getting it, but like a lot. They have that like the host club stuff and then mm-hmm. the May cafe or cosplay cafe, as you said. Um, I don't know if you know this, but another world, that's right, not only does Otaku host one world cost, or a world championship thing, they host two different world championship really? things. The second one being Gunpla, or if you don't know what that is, um, building model Gundams. Oh. On a world, like, level. Like, there's a, essentially a museum in the corner of Otakathon where there's, in glass cases, these amazingly built and detailed Gundams that they made. And they are officially sponsored by Bandai, the people who made this. Whoa. Yeah. And they told me, like, talks, and they love talking about it. Um, Bandai officially sponsored them, so they actually got, like, never been officially released um, merchandise where they, like, they were the first people to touch this in the public and built this thing. And it was wonderfully built and amazing. And I personally never built Gumbla. I find it too scary and difficult but seeing other people from like the world championship level being made is breathtaking that's yeah that's really really cool so that's really cool i have two world world things yeah that's awesome it definitely it's a definitely a great convention to go to especially if you're looking if you live in the u.s and you're looking for uh cons abroad to go to you know um and um Speaking of which, just the kind of the area in general is really nice. Yeah, the area, the venue. Oh my god, we love the venue. Yeah, great for pictures. Yeah. some really cool stuff for pictures. I feel like Montreal in general has kind of a more unique artistic vibe to it, and that kind of shows throughout the convention center as well. Just having more unique things rather than your just static hallways and convention rooms. They also had some really cool things, and it's just kind of like more or less to do with Otakathon, more to do with just the choice of convention center. But they have like a lot of nice seating areas throughout the convention. They even have some that were almost like private stalls in the hallways. It's hard to explain. They had like, if like you picture like a booth at like a McDonald's, it was kind of like that alongside one of the, the hallways on the upper floors. And it was just... It was just really nice, you know, just to have a table and there were those types of places were throughout the concert. There, there was a lot more options for uh, seating in this convention, which is something that you don't see at most 
conventions, which is totally understandable, but at the same time, it's hard not to comment on it when you see it, you know? Yeah, like the convention center, which is called the, it's in French, I'm going to butcher, the Palais de Congrès de Montreal. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it, it's, for lack of better terms, it looks fun. And what I mean by that is, like, when you think of a convention space, you're thinking of places that host, like, you know, like, boring things, like a car show, or, like, something just, just, eh. This one is, like, pretty, and, like, yeah. fun to look at. Like, inside there's, like, these stained glass things. The, that the colored stained glass. Yeah, yeah, they had ping pong tables in the hallways, so if you're bored, play ping pong. Um, they, it, it was just, it was super fun. Like, it, yeah. It's also released... It's one of the most convenient travel-wise to get to because there's literally a train station at the base of it. Yep. Which is pretty rare. The only thing I can think of is the Heinz Convention Center for Anime Boston where they have one that goes to the mall that's right next to the convention center. But this one's literally at the base of it. So you can get out of the train stop and you literally just take a left turn and you're at one of the entrances to the convention. Like, and it's that close. Conveniently, Tim Horton's on the way as well. <laughs> so That's another thing is that they have the food court on the base level too. Yes. So nice options for food both in and just right next to the convention center. So... Overall location, pretty fantastic. Love it, yeah. And lots of good options for hotels. Yes. Yeah, like our hotel is literally across the street from this convention center, so... Because that's like one of the biggest complaints that we have out of conventions that take place out of the main convention center in Boston, not the Heinz, the... It's just called the Boston Convention Center. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, because you have the host hotel, and that's basically it. And it's a new developing area, but that is certainly annoying. So after going to a few conventions there, I've been more appreciative of locations to have lots of hotel choices. Because, um, yeah, that can be a real struggle sometimes. Options are nice, especially if those with, like, giant lumbersome cosplays. We don't want to <sighs> walk more than a block yeah. to the, the site, so... Yeah. Another cool thing that the convention had was the game room. And they had a really big game room here. And what I loved is that they had your traditional, um, a really cool place where they just let you lend um, board games to play with friends, which had tons of options. and had a, pr a pretty efficient system of it, too. Yeah, no, they, they had both a video game room, but its own separate room, huge yeah. as well, and then the board game slash tabletop yeah. room. Yeah. So. And this thing it was a really big, I, I don't even know how many tables, maybe a few hundred. Like, it was, it was nice. Yeah. And then on top of that, they had all the vendors. They had specific vendors that were game, like tabletop related and D&D &D ones in there. Which is cool. I saw a lot of stuff at Otakathon that little spread a little bit more. Like Otakathon felt less like an anime con and more like a Japanese con, if that makes any more sense. Like I felt like the spectrum was a little bit wider than some other anime cons that I've been to. Oh, sure. And it really kind of... It branched off a little bit more. Like, I don't even know how many anime cons have a tabletop room to begin with, to be honest. Because um, most of those are, like, Comic-Con or, like, the the weird in-between ones, like, yeah. Con. Yeah. No, there, there's some definitely anime cons that have that tabletop area, but it's not as, like, prevalent as this one. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not just, a, like, a place, like, a seating area for tabletop. Like, no, they got a place where you can lend games, and they got all, like, the vendors on the, out, like, on the outskirts of the room where you can buy games and, like... Just anything game-related, anything D&D-related. All those things. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, any other things that they had that I haven't mentioned yet? I, I've, I've mentioned so much, but it's because they've had so much. You know? Yeah, like, oh, man. It's it's so... It was fun. And, like, I don't know how much of it is just, like, rose-colored glasses. Like, ooh, like, <laughs> younger, sexier new con for us. I know, right? Um, other, but, like... Trying to think of it from a objective standpoint, like again, I staffed it the first year, and then I'm going as an attendee this year, and like just from a running standpoint, they, they, it's a greatly run con. Mm -hmm. um, they seem to know what they're doing. 
uh, at least they make the illusion that they know what they're doing really well. <laughs> they pull it off which, really good. Which, you know, fake it till you make it. That's my mantra. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's the get check from me. The venue is check, check, check for me because, yeah. like, I cannot get over Holy how enough. cool this menu, venue is. Just everything's so convenient. It's in the heart of Montreal. Like, the Chinatown's right down the street. We actually yeah. went to an amazing Bingsu place that was on the way. Mm. Um, just like obviously the food's great. Um, the, apparently we got like the world's best poutine, at least the ones in Montreal. Oh, so good! So yeah. Uh, so food's obviously to check there. Uh, the cosplays, the world cosplay contestants are there. Mm. So you know the cosplays there are amazing, and they were. Um, oh. Yeah. Just to reiterate what we said, but yeah, definitely something if you're not close to it, worth going out to, you yeah. know, worth attempting to. It was a closer drive to us than Katsuki. Uh, yes. So yeah, it's so true. definitely, definitely it was yeah, oddly yeah. very close to us, yeah. even though we live in another country. Yeah, definitely um, adding that to my yearly repertoire. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what was some of your like your favorite personal experiences from this con? Yeah. So I mean, it, it's funny because like again you went there to make uh, you didn't know anyone there but I actually knew like loads of people there because I met them at other international, cool. international other other like, like cross country gotcha um, far away cons yeah specifically um, I'm a name dropper her, her handle is Cosplay in Disarray and I met her at uh, the Las Vegas Fan Fest for the Final Fantasy 14 con and her Red Mage cosplay was stunning and she reprised it here and I was so excited to see her again because like I never thought I'd see her until the next fan fest, which, as I said before, is every other year convention. Yeah, and we I I got to see her before that, and like she is as amazing as when I first met her. That's and awesome and wholesome. Yeah, yeah, we played charades with her, so <laughs> it was it was great. She was also in charge of doing some of the behind the scenes work for yeah. the for the cosplay. Yeah, too. she's she's a staffer specifically to the world cosplay stuff, so she was like behind the scenes stuff like that. Yeah, so we got to see an insight on like that. So that was so cool. Yeah. <sighs> That's awesome. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed a few things. Um, first off, I love the vibe of the convention. It, it is really cool. So like, chill. It, yeah. Because it's not just. It's a pretty common con, for there to be people outside the country going to. You know, so there's a bit like kind of like how Katsukon is, right? Like Katsukon is one of the U.S. cons that a lot of international people come to gather. So you tend to meet people who are really not close to Katsukon, whether it be in the country or outside the country. And that's really cool. And this one's kind of similar vibe, but from another country. You know, there's a lot of people from, I, I, not a lot, a lot of people, but a decent amount of people from outside of Canada that are visiting there. And you just kind of have a vibe of a lot of people kind of like this is what we're here for for this one thing like it's it's kind of one of the more you know pure like convention vibes that you can get um another thing is that uh this was kind of just a random thing that was happening at the con but apparently they were there last year too is the 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 like someone set up like this dancing circle in the main area um and they're just dancing to k-pop songs but like these people who and it's like you had a few people who was like with the guy with the music and stuff like that. But then you also had dozens of other people who just also knew these dances really well. And they would just pop in and out on the parts that they knew and the parts they didn't. And they were so well coordinated for never having danced together before. And it was just like a really good demonstration of how mastered they have these dances to these songs. And it was really cool because it made quite a spectacle. But it was also really cool to see like... Um, K-pop bring people together like that just to just to dance because they know it so well and it was really fun to watch and and just kind of I don't know just kind of hanging out in that main event area in general a lot of the bigger cosplayers would hang out there like I, big I don't mean famous I mean like physically big 
um, because that'd be one of the easier places to access. Um, and it was a great place just to kind of meet people. There was also some cool uh, photo booth areas in there. So they had some cool backdrops. Some sets, that yeah. That was was cool. very cool. Yeah. Um, very appreciate those kinds of things. That's also where they sell all the con merch there as well. Yep. So it's kind of like their hub, and you kind of get a cool feel for it. Um, and you can see all the upper floors as well. So the people on the upper floors can also see the area. But I don't know, just kind of hanging around there. Kind of, you just breathe in the convention per se. It's just a lot of cool stuff going on. And yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, in the dealer's room. Really cool, really cool talking to people um, out of Canada doing uh, doing stuff. And then just cool to see a really different variety of artists in and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely gave them a big chunk of my wallet when we went. So, yeah, I well, bought so many prints. We definitely felt encouraged as, you know, USD has a higher buying power than Canadian money. So, like, we were kind of getting a discount in a way, um, like an artificial discount. Like, you know, I think we got, like, an 8% discount, essentially. It was um, enough to convince me to buy more things. Right, because, like, yeah. for instance, like, this shirt, that, that like, if you told us, because it's, like, it isn't an... It is an and is cheaper at the same time because like we're selling the shirt for forty Canadian dollars and you're like oh forty dollars oh but for me it's like thirty five dollars and you're like and eh, now I'm gonna get it's like it's like the perfect trick right where you where you tell someone that something's a percentage off even if it's not really then they're like oh that's a deal I'm gonna get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically what it is yeah. for us yeah. so but that was fun um, yeah and I also didn't notice any. Like being totally honest, we were not paid to cover this event. This is just something that we really wanted to attend and hashtag content wanted to talk about it um, and really didn't notice any hiccups. Didn't have any problems with the staff. Like no. you said, very smoothly run. The badge system, I don't know if we actually explained how it worked, but they've got these, um, think of like, they kind of look similar to the security things when you're going in and out of a Walmart, but you just hold up your badge to the circle that's on the side of them and it takes like a half a second and then it kind of beeps at you. Uh, like there's a green light and says, all right, you're good to go. And you do that on the exits too. And you know, you're good about it. You can literally just do it as you're walking. So you literally don't even miss a step. Like it's so seamless and so cool. And then of course they have people there watching it to make sure no one's just running through. But it seemed like they also had their entrances set up really tight and they had multiple ones. There was never a moment where you were in line to get into the convention. Very smooth and it, just made that part literally one of the most painless process I've ever seen for that in a convention. It was really slick, very up to date. I wish more cons adopted this. <sighs> I know. Other cons, take note. Yeah. This was awesome. Yeah. So more of that. And then, yeah, all the staff seemed very helpful and great. You know, again, kudos to them. They have to deal with a lot more complications than other cons to being such a, uh, like they say in the convention, right? That's a bilingual con. So it's like, you actually probably have to talk to your staff. It's like, hey, it's probably best if you do know both languages. I'm not going to say no if you don't. I don't know their process. But I mean, imagine you don't know a whole lot of French Canadian, but you still... No, um, I they uh, there was like a small team of, you know, U.S. staffers when I went. And actually they did all the directions and they spoke, you know, in English. Cool. So like, no... Because no, no. I think the issue is more the other way. Because... People in Montreal know how to speak both French Canadian and most of them also know how to speak English um, because the rest of Canada outside of Quebec mainly speaks English. So it's a little bit uh, easier for them to be bilingual. It's mostly the the foreigners coming in and don't know French Canadian. Those are the people that you kind of have to, to 
to figure out. But I guess it's it's one of it's an easier situation, but still a more tricky one that other cons never even have to think about. No, yeah. yeah. So. Like again, the language barrier, whilst scary at the surface, I don't talk that you'll f- instantly forget about it. And there it. is it's, kind of yeah. like a charming thing about it, right? Yeah. When you're talking to someone who's so clearly in a different culture than you and you're bonding together over something like you're both cosplaying something from the same show. Like, that's just cool, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So, anything else you want to add? Uh, I think from the judging from our tone that we give Otakathon thumbs up. Yeah, big thumbs up. Hopefully we'll be back next year. So I plan on it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we'll have a, a an, another banging concert too. <laughs> Ru- Ruby, please Ruby. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us in this episode of Coscast. Um, be sure to check out our website at geekkind.tv and subscribe to all of our social media platforms on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And um, stay tuned for more Coscast goodness. Stay kind, geeks. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.